We all have good days and we all have bad days. But regardless of how we're doing, there are still things to be done, people to be seen, and lives to be lived. Welcome to the Community Leaders Series, where we recognize we are not experts, but rather fellow travelers on the journey. I'm Jordan Berta. And hey, I'm Brenda Drost. I'm happy to be here with you. Jordan, you have shared in the past the vision for the unspoken conversation with me and that that came at a challenging time in your life. And so how do you pursue the vision without feeling tired and unmotivated or how do you push on when when that's happening in your life? This answer might surprise you, Brenda and listeners, but it's all about time. What I've discovered is part of working through the challenges that I've had is just having clear expectations set out. And so one of those things is being prepared well in advance. If you have a vision, you have something that you want to accomplish as a leader. Typically, we don't just have an idea and then do it the next day. This idea of the unspoken conversation was developed over a year before anybody saw it publicly. And so what I found was when I was privately and quietly prepared, I was more able to carry things out in those times when I was feeling unmotivated, when I was feeling tired, when I was challenged in some other way. Mm-hmm. And part of that too is when you are prepared and you're well in advance, you can capitalize on the times that are good for you. If there is a time of day, that works best for you, then you can capitalize on that, schedule that, plan that, to be able to do that. But also, if you know that there is a time that is particularly challenging for you, you know that maybe that's not the right time to do certain things. Absolutely. And so, for example, we were chatting about this before we hit record, is if I have an interview that I'm recording that I know is going to be particularly emotional for me. Number one, I don't schedule three or four of them back to back, Mm -hmm. but also I I put something in my schedule or have just the free time to do something fun, to do something lighthearted and to know what kind of moods I can be in, what kind of heart condition that I would be in to make sure that this work that I do believe is valuable doesn't suck the life out of me either. So to try to maintain joy, to try to maintain purpose. And I realize that we don't always have control of all of our circumstances. Sometimes, you know, many of our leaders listening here are in a nine to five environment where they just kind of have to do what they need to do. But something for me has been being able to do this kind of on an independent schedule and how my other work that I've done coinciding with this has always been in a very flexible environment works quite well with Mm -hmm. my personality. Yeah. I'm just going to throw this out because I, when I speak, when I'm speaking on a Sunday or um, at a conference and I'm ministering, I know that it takes a lot out of me even physically and emotionally. And so I know that the rest of the day, 
I need to be prepared that that is a, a key time where I, I'm under attack by the enemy as well. Totally. Just with negative thoughts and, you know, you didn't do a good enough job and all that kind of stuff. So I know that I need to protect myself um, right after those those times, like on a Sunday afternoon. I know I need to just be with my family, put my feet up and relax because I know I'm going to be exhausted. I've heard it said that 30 minutes of public speaking is equivalent to the energy of an eight-hour physical workday. I would agree with that. And so to be doing that on a regular basis, or in some cases for pastors listening, doing that multiple times Mm -hmm. on a Sunday, and not only are you doing the public speaking and running to a green room, we're often talking to people afterwards, and it's like all of the energy that we have in the week, it feels like it's being... Kind of squeezed out in that one time. Yeah, especially if you're an introvert and it takes a lot of energy for you to have those lobby conversations and pray for people and talk to people can be very emotionally and physically draining. That's something that I wasn't prepared for when I stepped into ministry. And because many too, and I don't know if this is the case for you, it is for me, many of the people that that I know that do a lot of this public work are very private, introverted people. Yeah. That love to be alone and reflect and study and prepare. And it's often the delivery that's the hardest part. Well, I don't know about that. I think the delivery is the easiest part for me. Um, personally, it's it's more the one-on-one conversations that I find hard because I'm not prepared for what someone is going to say. When I step onto the stage, I am you know, 100% fully prepared. I know what I want to say. (laughs) But when someone asks me a question and I don't necessarily have an answer, you know, right on the tip of my tongue or I'm not sure what to do in the moment, those, those are the things that throw me off the most. Totally. So when you think about those, those days, whether it is you had a challenging conversation the night before, or you slept in, or you're just getting over the flu, and you need to get up and minister to people. What do you do? Well, for me, speaking in front of people is one thing. I can usually pull myself together enough to to do that 20 or 30 minutes of of public speaking. Um, But I am absolutely an isolator. I would run into like an isolated back room so I wouldn't have to, to talk to people or avoid the lobby conversations because when I'm struggling, I isolate. It's just who I am and what I do. So I tend to avoid people in those times which probably isn't the best thing to do Um, but when I'm struggling I really internalize it and I tend to pull away um, from people which isn't the greatest thing when you're in ministry that's hard Um, so I've learned over the years that I really have to be more proactive at guarding myself when I know I'm stepping into a ministry situation so my family knows that Saturdays Saturday nights and Sunday mornings before I leave for church that's very guarded time for me and so you know my closest friends and family know that I will set that time aside I'll be in my bedroom maybe take a bubble bath and be alone on Saturday night because I know I can't have those kinds of interruptions I need to be prepared physically, emotionally, and mentally to step in to ministry. And if I'm not 
bringing my all to the table when I step out, then there's going to be trouble (laughs) for me and for the people who are listening. It's not going to be my best. And so um, I definitely have put those proactive measures in place to guard myself when I know I'm going to be ministering. And that, and that's really good because, and I felt the same way in the different things that I've done is that while there's a lot of flexibility when it comes to preparation time and having the right times of day to do all these things to get yourself ready. The, the fact of the matter is when we are delivering, when we are in front of people, we need to be in that best position to serve them. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that takes sacrifice. And for a lot of pastors, I can imagine Saturday night is not the most lively no. time, right? <laughs> you know, when I was young, I was always, you know, woohoo, the weekend, it's going to go out on Saturday night. And now the best Saturday nights are curled up under a blanket and doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's not the same kind of life I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. And I often have a hard time, like if I'm speaking or leading worship on a Sunday morning, I have the hardest time falling asleep on Saturday night. Mm. and getting rested and getting calm but then when I get on the platform it's fine yeah and and like so like you said it's often those moments before and after that that's when you're like oh should I really be doing this God did you really call me to do this why am I doing this Mm -hmm. but then when you are on the platform and you are in the middle of it you're like this is the best thing ever and this is the life that I'm meant to live and yeah So I think what we've kind of established here in this conversation is that we just need to be proactive Mm -hmm. and we need to be intentional and know what our limits are and don't try to stretch them in that, in that sense, because it's not going to help you, but it's also not ultimately going to help the people that were called to serve. Absolutely. And I think it's fair to add this as well, Jordan, that, you know, sometimes I'll pass people in the lobby and I'm trying to avoid them, trying not to make (laughs) eye contact. I'm running into them to the service, trying to look really busy so people won't talk to me. But often the people who know me best know something's going on. And so they will stop me and be like, hey, are you okay? And I just wanted to add that it's okay in those moments to just be humble as a leader and say, actually, you know, you could pray for me today. I'm I'm not as focused as I should be or, you know, I'm, I'm just in the zone or whatever. But really to be able to, to, to be humble enough to say, yeah, could you pray for me? I am struggling or I am going through something right now. And allowing people in a little bit. Um, not in a negative way, not in, you know, my life's falling apart or anything like that, but just have, allow them the opportunity to say, hey, I realize something's going on and to be able to speak into your life a little bit. Totally. And that that reminds me of when I was in probably the darkest season of my life, I was in a very public role and people would come up to me and say, you know, hey, how are you doing? And I really didn't want to answer because I... In a lot of cases, I didn't think people actually wanted to hear it, but also I didn't want to lie and just say, good. Mm-hmm. So my classic response, and this is horrible, and I apologize to anyone that I did this to that might be <laughs> listening, is people would say, hey, Jordan, how are you doing? And my response would be, it's just so nice to see you. Hmm. Thanks for coming. Hmm. <laughs> and we can often do that, right? Like we get to that point where we're like, okay, this is not coming from my best Mm -hmm. but we still have to do it if we took off every day that we weren't feeling well yeah there might be only two or three Sundays we might actually want to get up in a year yeah 
And you know what? If you are someone um, who maybe you're a high capacity volunteer or you're leading alongside your lead pastor and you recognize that someone's having a day like that, my advice would be don't pry. Don't ask too many questions. But what you can say that would be really helpful is how can I pray for you today? And then just leave it at that. I can't tell you the amount of times that someone has just really quietly and humbly just said, hey, how can I pray for you today? And that's been such a support and encouragement to me when I'm when I'm struggling. That's really good. And uh, we'll leave it there for this edition of the Community Leader Series. Of course, you can see all of the conversations that Brenda and I have and will have at theunspokenconversation.ca slash CLS or subscribe on iTunes. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.